This is Agree to Disagree with Mike Brzezuda and Bob Labriola. Welcome to the final 2021 edition of Agree to Disagree, the show with the motto, I'm right. I'm right. He's, He's wrong. wrong. Um, so the shirt last week said you were wrong, so I don't even know why we're still well, going Well, but over it, this. that last week is last week. We've moved on. Now we're, <laughs> as Belichick would say, okay, Belichick, we're, yeah. on, we're on to the Browns. Um, you got any resolutions while we're out? I, I was just going to ask you that because I know that there's no one who smashes re- resolutions as quickly and as easily and with total impunity as you. So what do you got? That that used to be the case, and uh, I would say probably about five years ago, I resolved to stop trying to make resolutions because it's pointless. <laughs> yeah, because you know to kind of take off on the Seinfeld line, if you don't make the resolution, you can't break the resolution there you go see that's and i'm actually keeping one by resolving not to do it so i got a little surf and turf thing going here you know what i'm saying so you know it used to be this time of the year was for people the- not up on the movie midnight run that was a reference the surf and turf thing uh, google it kids it's a very of, funny movie well one of the greatest movies ever i got two words for you and i can't say two of them on the radio shut the bleep up <laughs> Seriously, one of De Niro's greatest uh, under-the-radar roles ever, Jack Walsh. Uh, And if you want to talk about, you know, complimentary football, uh, the Charles Grodin pairing was genius. And then then the total, total unsung member of that cast, Dennis Farina. Joe Palantonio? No, Dennis Farina. Oh, uh, Dennis Farina. I I see, I... He's sung to me. But uh, the guy that's trying to get uh, De Niro to bring yeah, the, who, uh, Grodin in on time, who, who Joe, I think the, it's Palliantonio. Yeah, right. But, I, you I, know, I believe that's how you pronounce bail it. Bonds, you, you would know. The, the owner yes. of the bail bonds thing, yeah. But yeah. Dennis Farina, I mean, I have um, on my laptop a bookmark of uh, great Dennis Farina lines from Midnight Run. God rest his soul, Dennis Farina. Um, you could also do that with the movie Striking Distance. See, if you so choose, I, I, I or I, chose, yeah, <laughs> if you chose to do so, uh, that that one is um, a little bit off my radar. I'm not uh, disparaging it, but it's not Midnight Run. That to me is um, it should be a the, rule, right? A law, a, a an established <laughs> protocol that. If you're a Pittsburgher slash a Yinzer, you have to not just watch Striking Distance. You have to commit it to memory. Right, memorize the Best day of the year. (laughs) It's better than Christmas. (laughs) You know, I actually met that guy at DVE, Tom Sizemore, and he did that line for me. Wow. He came in one time. It was one of the highlights of my 20-something year career in radio. I I could see why. Okay. (laughs) You got that one, huh? Okay. I did. How's it going? You're finishing strong, Bobby. Finishing strong. Doing what I can. All right. Statement number one. Let Ben do his thing. Turn the offense over to him right from the start. Yeah, why not? I'll agree. I mean, what they've been doing all along hasn't really worked with any kind of consistency. And I'm not sure at this point I can advise them a direction in which I think they should go. And I'm confident that it would work so yeah try it uh we're all i think under the assumption that he's got uh, two regular season games left in his career if those go well there may be an additional game plus 
uh, should they qualify for the playoffs, particularly for this one coming up, Labs, for a home game against the Browns. Uh, see if he can tap into the intangible, right? See if see if he's feeling it. See if it's flowing. Uh, see if the crowd's going nuts when they're going to introduce the offense, right? Because it really I, I couldn't me. imagine uh, a scenario yeah. in which they don't. They introduced the defense last week, and that kind of bothered me because I wanted to see Ben come out twice, two two more times. But, uh, hey, maybe I still will. But, yeah, I, I'm not sure they, they have an offensive identity. I'm not sure there is a way to attack this Browns defense, which is very good. And, uh, hey, Ben finding something in the moment sounds like as good a plan as any to me. I agree. Okay, I agree with you and the statement. And, you know, one of the, the things that I heard fairly often about why – you know, um, turning the offense over to Ben was a bad idea or wouldn't necessarily work, maybe is a better way to phrase it, is that all he would want to do is throw the ball. And so, and maybe that would have been true earlier this year. Uh, maybe it would have been true uh, right up to this week. But I do believe, as you said, that um, I think that Ben is looking at this game you know, the only rational and professional way, which is that it may be or likely could be his final appearance at Heinz Field. And so knowing the kind of competitor he is, uh, there is nothing more important to him than winning. And I think that so that he will want to win this game more than he would want to either, you know, throw the ball or uh, show what he could do as a passer or, you know, any of those somewhat personal things uh, that often uh, have a tendency to get in the way uh, of of doing the best thing for the team and trying to win the game. So yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think sticking it to Cleveland one last time's got to right. be way up there on the list, right? <laughs> Not only with him. <laughs> Not only with him. <laughs> okay, statement number two: Winning the game is job one, but controlling Miles Garrett is job one A. Uh, interesting observation. Uh, I'll just rewind a little bit and say. Miles Garrett might have a factor in our last conversation as well. <laughs> you know, maybe he wants to throw it 55 times, but might not be a good idea. But that said, I'm going to disagree with the statement. Uh, controlling Nick Chubb is job one. Uh, you know, I, I you mean, it's not even one. No, it's, it's one. Because it, if you don't control Nick Chubb, you're not going to win the game. Uh, I've seen too many people uh, just run the ball down the Steelers' throats the second half of this season. Uh, it's it's flabbergasting. It's frustrating. Uh, it is it's not a recipe for success as we have seen. I think uh, you know, particularly with Baker Mayfield coming off a four interception game against Green Bay, uh, I do what needs to be done to stop Nick Chubb and then take my chances uh, with the rest of it. Uh, I know they did a pretty good job uh, against Chubb and Cleveland the first time in Cleveland, uh, but that feels like a couple seasons ago, doesn't it, Bobby? I yes. Just, uh, Yes, these, the way these games have played out of late. I mean, the last thing in the world I want to see on Monday night uh, is Cleveland possessing the ball for 40 minutes and just handing it off, handing it off, handing it off and getting four, five, six, seven at a crack, if not more. Uh, Got to stop the running game. That's Nick Chubb. That Nothing else matters. Um, okay, I'm going to disagree uh, with you and agree with the statement. I think we're looking at this, you know, a little bit differently. Um because offense defense kind no, no, of thing. looking at the statement a little bit differently uh because i believe you are correct when you say gotta stop nick chubb to win the game which is job one but 
and I, I am totally on board. You play this game to win. This is not the start of the next preseason. This is you know okay, you Herm. You don't you don't <laughs> see what they can do. You know any of that garbage. Um, play this game. Your best players that you think give you the best chance to win, and you play them until the scoreboard clock is at all zeros. Um, but I also do not want. Just as much as I do not want the Browns to win this game, I do not want Miles Garrett to take Ben out either. And I know that there is nothing that this guy would like more than to end Roethlisberger's final home game or what could end up being Ben Roethlisberger's final home game early by knocking him out with a sack. And so that's why, you know, and we know what Miles Garrett is, is capable of. I mean, he is not above ripping off a quarterback's helmet and using it as a weapon. So it's on tape. Yes, it is. So, you know, if I'm, uh, if I had any authority and the offense, the Steelers' offensive linemen would listen to me, I would tell them, I don't care what you have to do, tackle him, trip him. I don't care if you get a flag every other play. Keep this guy off number seven. That is what I want to see. Because it's a little of your thought process also that uh, it might be a bit of a horse race between Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, that That's, I think, a side benefit. But to me, uh, it is way, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, whatever fans might think of how he has performed in his uh, 18th season, his 39th year on this earth, that's beside the point to me. Um, this guy has been responsible for two of those six Lombardi trophies, and he deserves to go out um, like the the battler, the competitor he has always been. And so I don't want this guy to have the satisfaction, you know, put all the Halloween decorations up in your yard you want, Miles. Do what, you know, all that stuff, wear the shirt, um, make the statements to the media, you're going to, you know, take him out, all that stuff. That's fine, but it's not happening on my watch. That would be my attitude. And again, um, I, 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 if if somebody has to tackle him from behind, and that penalty takes off a touchdown, I don't care. I mean, I care, but um, what I'm saying is, I, I don't, I, I don't want this guy to get his way because it, it, it truly, it is to me, it is a absolute no-brainer that that's what he's going to be trying to do. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be dirty. I'm not saying he's not, but I'm not saying he's going to be dirty. Um, yeah, you wouldn't You wouldn't want to say he's not because, again, it's on tape that he's been. Exactly. I mean, national TV, um, we've seen what he, he is willing to do. And so that's why I'm saying I don't want this guy to get what he wants uh, more than anything else, I believe. In the world, it's an interesting this, take this season. Still wrong, but interesting. <laughs> All right, statement number. You're getting three. better at being wrong. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. <laughs> statement number three. Let's see what it looks like with J.C. Hassenauer at center down the stretch. Again, why not? And uh, you know, a couple things lead me to this. Uh, Kendrick Green. Let, let me preface my comments about Kendrick Green by saying. This is the guy that I actually had them mocked to take in the third round. Uh, I was very happy when they made that pick because, like, as they did, I thought he was a fit. I had seen a lot of him play in college. I know he hadn't played much center, but I'd seen him play a lot in college. They obviously studied him more than I did. 
But uh, I I liked the pick then. I'm not convinced Kendrick Green is not going to be their center long term, Bob. But I also uh, am acknowledging at this point that he is a rookie and it is a new position for him. And a couple of things uh, that happened recently. We got a chance to talk to Kendrick Green last week before the Chiefs game. And he mentioned how many snaps he had played. He he wondered aloud how many snaps he had played. And he said he and Dan Moore had had that conversation recently. Something Somebody asked him about the, the rookie wall or something. I forget what the exact question was, but he kind of like sighed. And, yeah, you know, I played a lot of ball this year. I was just talking to Dan. A lot of snaps. Got to keep battling. And then that uh, complete whiff on what became the uh, Roethlisberger fumble in Kansas City. Uh, not that, you know, he's the only offensive lineman that's had a play like that. Not that, uh, you know, I'm trying to single him out or anything. But that was that was below-the-line stuff. And it has been a long year for him. And now he's got a calf injury that he's dealing with a little bit. Uh, according to Mike Tomlin, that's what knocked him out of the Chiefs game. Uh, J.C. Hassenauer isn't exactly Mick Tinglehoff either, but he's got more experience. He's more of an established pro. And at this point, what could it hurt? Maybe you get a spark. Maybe you get – uh, Kevin Dotson and Hassenauer back, and you have a little more experience up front, and it's it's just enough. Uh, that's a stone that I would turn over because, again, it, it, it can't get a whole lot worse up front, can it, Coach? No, especially not um, at center. I'm, I mean, and I uh, share your belief that, um, you know, it's not impossible for Kendrick Green to end up being the Steelers' long-term starter at center. Uh, I do believe that he deserves an offseason um, uh, in an NFL uh, weight training program, strength program, whatever, uh, to try and get stronger. I don't know that he needs necessarily to be bigger. Uh, and obviously he's not going to grow any, but I meant, you know, way more. Um, in fact, you know, he could probably benefit from what I might refer to as the Le'Veon Bell plan, where, you know, he actually loses weight but becomes um, better uh fitted physically for the position in the NFL that he was when he came out of college. Uh, well, I'm glad you clarified that because I thought you were going to start talking about cutting rap albums. And... <laughs> no, no. I was, I... was going to have to disagree with you yet again, but we Free... save that one. For... Well, if there's any freestyling going on, I, I would imagine that's going to be you. Um, but I, <laughs> I just, when when we're looking at Hassenauer uh, and – you know, I'm not saying this to you because you've already made your uh, viewpoint clear on this. Uh, I'm, I'm not opposed to looking at uh, Hassenauer because uh, Kendrick Green is on fumes. But yeah. what I would hate was that if something would happen in those two games where somebody might get the idea that this guy is the answer at that position. Because, you know, I'm not here to run down J.C. Hassenauer. I think that you know, he is an NFL-caliber player, uh, but he is a NFL-caliber backup offensive lineman, uh, good, versatile guy, all that kind of stuff. Uh, he could have a long career. You know, Trey Essex. I mean, there's a yep. lot of those kinds of guys, and you need those kinds of guys. But, you know, I don't want uh, him to play two good games. Maybe the Steelers win them both. And let's just, you know, taking this uh, to the extreme, then they get into the playoffs and he's the starting center in the playoffs. And then, and then they win four straight, and then they win the Super Bowl, and then he's the MVP. Now what are you doing, smart guy? Uh, if he's the Super Bowl MVP, then he's my starting center next year. Okay. And anything short All of All right, so we have, we have an established any, line Anything 
short of that, um, I'm looking. I'm looking at him as I described him, a valuable piece uh, of a puzzle, a valuable piece of the depth chart as depth, uh, but not a, a starting caliber guy. Yeah, and just to pile on the, the point a little bit, you know, Green said he'd never heard of the rookie wall and he didn't know what that was. Well, a lot of other people do, and Mike Tomlin does, and he applied uh, that to Chase Claypool last year when they kind of, what's the NBA term, Bobby, load management? Yeah, load management. Uh, they they kind of started cutting the snaps down and trying to ensure that Chase Claypool would be fresh for the playoffs, and uh, it, it's a real thing. It, he's never done this this often before. And different people handle it differently. I just think, uh, you know, I think Kendrick Green needs a chance to exhale, maybe watch it from the sidelines a little bit. And I'm not even looking past Cleveland, to be honest with you. Uh, I'll worry, not, not to sound all Belichickian, oh. but I'll worry about the I'll worry about the Baltimore game after the Cleveland game because right now they are still alive. And uh, this seems to be lost on a lot of people. That uh, again, my fault because I'm I'm getting this vibe from social media. So shame on me. But, uh, you know, it's really not all that inconceivable that the Chiefs beat the Bengals and that the Steelers beat the Browns and then that the Steelers beat the Ravens and the Browns beat the Bengals. That, it's not like you're, you're needing Jacksonville to go on an eight-game winning streak to get in. I, right. It's pretty, it's pretty real, uh, the possibility of it, and I still think that the, the, the biggest uh, unknown in that, equation is whether the Steelers can win the last two so let's if I'm them try to win the next one and then worry about the next one after that and do whatever you know to kind of put a bow on this uh, should be award-winning program do whatever you have to do or whatever you think you have to do to beat the Browns and I don't care if it's in character out of character coloring inside the lines outside the lines I don't care if it's ever been tried before labs it's always the first time right yes that and then Keep Miles Garrett off number seven. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. I, to me, that is that is it's not as important as winning the game. But I don't think that you can win the game if you don't keep Miles Garrett off number seven. And if I got to go down and lose to the Browns, I'm not letting that guy have what I know he wants more than winning this game. Well, you're doubling back to that. That that is yes. passionate. Yes. You are you oh, yes. are indeed finishing strong. I, I completely appreciate where you're coming from on that. I'm kind of that way with watching people run the ball on the defense. Well, I, yep. if, if you got to put nine guys up there and cover Donovan Peoples-Jones and Jarvis Landry one-on-one all night, do it. I, I am tired of seeing um, 150, 200 yards rushing against the defense because that's just – that that's – it. It's offensive to everything I hold near and dear about the game of football. You know, you could call it uh, high schoolish, but that would be an insult to high schools. <laughs> it would be the Central Catholic, right? <laughs> and Aliquippa. There you go. Finish strong, baby. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this should-be award uh, year-end edition of Agree to Disagree. For Mike Pursuta, I'm Bob Labriola. Talk to you next week.